In any given day, we are expressing ourselves, revealing our inner state and feelings, giving information, saying yes or no, both verbally and non-verbally, by moving the muscles of our face. What muscles are helping us do this? Not ones you talk about on a daily basis, at least usually. So today, bring on the buccinator, mentalis, zygomaticus major, and other muscles. Welcome to the podcast today. This is Seth Jump, your professor for anatomy on the go. We are rocking and rolling through the summer of muscles on the podcast. And feel free to connect with me at seth at anatomyonthego.com to chat with me, give some feedback on these episodes, whatever you might need. Now, in today's episode, we are talking about muscles that we haven't talked about before. They're in the face and they move the face and they're a little different than other muscles for various reasons. Let's get right to it today. Now today, as we get started with the muscles of facial expression, you have to realize that they're pretty interesting because they don't necessarily fit the stricter rules that uh, you learned that we tend to follow for the appendicular muscles, for example. Now when we talked about muscles before, appendicular muscles, for example, we talked about how there are two attachments for muscles. The origin, one of the attachments, is the part that tends to move the least, and the other type of attachment called the insertion is the part that moves more, the part that's being pulled. Now, in most muscles, both origin and insertion are on bones, uh, bony landmarks on particular bones. In the muscles that we'll talk about today, uh, there's a, these muscles have an origin that is skeletal or bony, but the insertions uh, tend to be soft tissue, uh, that is skin and or other muscles that are found within the face. So that makes them pretty unique compared with other muscles. They are unique in another way as well, but first a little contrast to explain this. The muscles that move our limbs are allowing us to move objects around or ourselves around. They help us maintain a standing posture, walk, push, pull, etc. Now, back to the muscles in today's episode. They're also unique in that their primary functions is enabling us to take in and work with food as well as enable nonverbal communication. These muscles allow us to say something without saying anything, which is super interesting. Now, with those generalities out of the way, let's go ahead and dive into the details for these muscles. Okay, let's talk about these muscles today. Let's start with the buccinator. Now, the buccinator is the origin for this muscle is the alveolar process of the mandible, so that's the lower jaw, as well as the upper jaw, the maxilla. And then it's going to insert into the orbicularis oris muscle. Now, if you think about the name of orbicularis oris, it tells you that it goes in an orbit around the mouth. So orbicularis for orbit or circular, and then oris or oral refers to the to the mouth itself. So it's actually going around the mouth. And what this muscle does when it contracts, it's going to compress the cheek, and it's going to hold food in place between the teeth to help with chewing. So it's almost like, think of it almost like a, uh, a muscular uh, clamp to enable us to uh, chew food a little bit more effectively and more targeted within our mouth. 
What about a muscle called the depressor anguli oris? So let's just take a look at the name for a second. Depressor anguli oris depresses the angle of the mouth. And so this muscle, the origin is the mandible, specifically the body of the mandible, is going to insert on the skin into the skin of the mouth, uh, the inferior corner, the angle of the mouth. And this is the frown muscle. It draws the corner of the mouth down and also to the side. Uh, the fancy way of saying that is inferiorly and laterally. So go to make a frown. You're going to involve this depressor anguli oris muscle. We have another muscle called the depressor labii inferioris. So we're not attaching here to the angle of the mouth, but we're attaching sort of to the, to the more central location and, and basically the bulk of the lower lip. So also, the origin is the body of the mandible, just like the depressor anguli oris. It's going to insert in the skin of the inferior lip, and it draws the lower lip down. So if you have a really big frown, you're going to involve this muscle as well. But also think of, like, if you're making a fish face to somebody that's younger than you or somebody who's the same age or older than you, or you're kind of exaggerating showing your lower teeth, um, that is uh, when you're going to be calling upon the depressor labii inferioris as well. So these faces are top of mind because I'm making faces with my five-year-old quite a bit. Um, so anyway, I'm using those as examples. So we got another muscle. So we can depress the lips and the angle around the, uh, around the mouth, around the lips, um, but we can also elevate them as well. And the term for that is levator. So we have a levator anguli oris. The origin is the lateral part of the maxilla, so that's the upper jaw. It inserts into skin at the superior angle of the mouth. And this is the smile muscle. It draws the corners of the mouth up and to the side. So, in anatomic terms, that's superiorly and laterally. And so, we have, this is the basically the corollary to the depressor anguli oris. does the opposite, moves the, the lips in the opposite direction. We also have, just like we had a depressor labii inferioris, we have a levator labii superioris. And so this muscle has the origin of the zygomatic bone, upper cheekbones, as well as the uh, upper jaw bone, that's the maxilla. It's going to insert on the skin and muscle associated with the upper lip, very similar to depressor labii inferioris, except we're talking about the upper lip now. And it's going to raise and furrow the upper lip. We've got a muscle called the mentalis. The origin of this muscle is the central mandible. It's going to insert on the skin of the chin. And this is the pout muscle. It's responsible for protruding the lower lip and also wrinkles the chin. Orbicularis oris. This muscle has an origin of both maxilla and mandible, both upper and lower jaw. It tends to blend with other muscles, basically the ones we've chatted about already in this podcast. And the name of this muscle, as we alluded to before, uh, tells you that the fibers travel around the mouth circularly in an orbit around the mouth. They encircle the mouth. It inserts into the skin and muscles around the mouth. And this is the kissing muscle. It, what it does is it compresses and purses the lips. Now, of course, I'm, I'm tempted to insert some sort of editorial comment, but uh, you've heard enough of my dad jokes, so I'm going to move on to Rosorius. This muscle is, the origin is the deep fascia of the masseter muscle. Uh, it inserts at the skin of the angle of the mouth, and basically it tenses the lips. It draws the corner of the lips laterally. So have you ever played uh, the vegetable game? So this muscle, this is where you basically, you put your uh, lips over your teeth, 
uh, both upper and lower, and then you say the name of a vegetable a couple times, and then uh, the name of your vegetable, you're, you're given the name of a vegetable like broccoli. So you say the name of your vegetable twice, and then you say the name of somebody else's vegetable twice. And it's kind of hilarious. So if you haven't played it, I would recommend it. It'd probably be particularly fun with kids, especially when they're not really pronouncing the names of the vegetables correctly to begin with. So then we have another muscle called zygomaticus major. The origin of this particular muscle is zygomatic bone. It inserts into skin at the superior lateral edge of the mouth. This is the smile muscle. And we also have another version of the smile muscle. Let me explain here in a second. Then we have another muscle called the zygomaticus minor. Also has the origin of a zygomatic bone, upper cheekbone, and inserts into the skin of the superior lip, also the smile muscle. So we actually have three muscles here that enable us to smile. We could think of one being almost like the initiator of the smile, and that is levator anguli oris. And then we have two additional muscles here making the smile big, zygomaticus major and zygomatic minor. So maybe you can think of levator anguli oris, kind of a start of a smile, kind of a smaller smile, and then a big smile. You're involving this zygomatic major, Uh, and zygomatic minor. Smiles are great, aren't they? I live with four other people who have these big, amazing, radiant smiles, and that is a huge blessing to me on a daily basis. But smiles in everyday life, even in work settings, can be huge. Maybe even a mood booster when you're walking around the hallway and you're uh, at your job or uh, wherever you're going to school. I passed someone the other day who gave me a huge smile just because, and then, of course, um, which, which felt kind of good. And then, of course, there's the apologetic smile, which is kind of like a half smile, a smile that's a little bit hesitant. So I find that interesting that there are versions of smiles, and, of course, the most radiant ones are, are the ones that feel the best. But now it's time to move from smiles to the fast five. These are five little questions or types of questions to help you work through the content for today's episode. So here we go. Which muscle is responsible for, and so let me give you an action, drawing the lower lip down? So if you said depressor labii inferioris, you would be correct. Which muscle is responsible for pouting, protruding the lower lip? And if you said mentalis, that would be correct. How about kissing? Compressing and pursing the lips. That would be orbicularis oris. Now this one might be a little trickier. Which muscles attach to the zygomatic bone? And so there are muscles you could list here. Levator labii superioris, zygomaticus or zygomatic major, and zygomatic minor. Which muscle has an insertion on a cranial bone. So if you actually said none of them, that would be correct. They are inserting into muscle or skin, other muscles associated with the face or skin around these muscles. Thanks for listening to today's episode. appreciate you picking this podcast to listen to. There are certainly other anatomy podcasts in the world, so thanks for picking this one to listen to. And I'll let you get back to it, and I'll do the same. So until the next episode drops, all the very best. Good luck with your studying, and I'll see you later.